Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I am a veteran of the professional wrestling business. I've been in the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. And, of course, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing today? Fabulous, Jake. How are you? Okay. A wonderful holiday season, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. I'm alive. I made it. One more year. One, One more, more year. year. Closer to the end. <laughs> but uh, anyways, moving right along, as always, we are joined by a non-wrestling fan here today. We are joined by comedian Todd Riley. Todd, thank you much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, we start off, as always, we, when we have a non-wrestling fan, we kind of want to gauge what their background, their knowledge, their exposure to professional wrestling. Okay. Um, what, is, what is yours, Todd? Well, I watched it when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in a long time, but when I was growing up, you know, like on Sundays, they'd have it for like a half hour. Afterwards, was it like WWF and all mm-hmm. that good stuff? I watched a little bit of that. Um, as it went throughout the years, it kind of faded out and stopped watching it. But, I mean, I like it. I, just watching this brought it back a lot. <laughs> it, was it was like fun. an acid flashback. Yeah, it was sense. like a lot of nostalgia, and I was like, "It sticks with you." Like next person that's rude to me, I just want to hit him in the face with a chair. Like that's why I want to. How do you not now? Yeah, I almost elbow dropped my girlfriend on the way out. Yeah, well, that, totally that's ninety percent of what ECW was, was chair <laughs> yeah. shots. It was awesome and hitting girls. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. See, I think I think it's in my head now. I well, it was. <laughs> They didn't well, maybe, stand a chance. Yeah, maybe maybe that was something why all the ECW wrestlers get into trouble. It's, yeah. it's not the CTE, it's just the, the, the violence they were producing. It's just how it was raised. I was going to ask about the concussion protocol, but oh, yeah. how many chairs to the head before you can come back next week? <sighs> 30? Back, back then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, infinite number. Yeah. Take them all. As many as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was during the era when people got mad at you for putting your hands up to yeah. protect yourself. Yeah. So, But, um, Todd, who were some of the guys that when you talk about, like... When you watch as a kid, who were like some of the top guys? Like, I liked Ultimate Warrior a lot. I liked Razor Ramon a little bit, like before he had a meltdown. But those are some. <laughs> but uh, guys, I like characters. Like the characters. Like if they were good and they had a good character, it was fun to watch. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. And now, I, of course, we're talking about. I can't remember who are the guys that the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Like we used to do that around the house as kids, like maniacs all the time. That was fun. Just lick people's faces. Not cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, okay. you know, only in Halloween. Lick them all. Yeah. When we dressed up, but it was it, yeah some people like that I guess, and then obviously the the Hulk Hogan thing was huge. But when there's a everybody likes one person, kind of go a different direction. So I went <laughs> Ultimate Warrior style in that. Yeah, it seems like you were like you were kind of a rebel if you liked Ultimate Warrior because everybody liked Hulk Hogan. Right? Like, no, no, man, Ultimate Warrior is my guy. Exactly. That was you. Me. You were that kid on the playground. I was. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm <laughs> paint my face and do steroids at twelve. <laughs> I'm going to run the full of this playground. <laughs> yeah. <Six stuff. laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're ready to jump into the show real quick. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Uh, the particulars for this show, it is ECW's Hardcore Heaven 97. It took place on August 17th, 1997 in the War Memorial Auditorium in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It is ECW's second offering on pay-per-view, and the attendance was 1,800 people, which is uh, more than the last pay-per-view, which was in the ECW arena, which usually averaged about 1,200 at capacity. Wow. So, seemed like more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's and that's that's one of the critiques we're probably going to get into is how this show was presented. Because okay. let me also, I'm glad you brought this up because it leads me to what I need to preface before we get into this conversation. Okay. Todd, you got to see one of the original pay per view feeds, right? Now, Zane, you got to see the network. I watched version. the network. <laughs> 
because there are two different versions okay. of this show now in existence. Oh, wow. Um, ECW was notorious for using copyrighted music without asking permission, which is a big no-no today. Okay. And that is why on the on the WWE Network feed, all of the copyrighted music is more or less edited completely out, mm-hmm. which we'll, we're going to be talking. So I'm going to, I had to watch both versions. Okay. So I might be having two different conversations <laughs> at the same time. But cool. the, but, but the, it's the interesting thing about ECW is that was one of the, its strong suits was they use like, you know, whatever the hottest music was like, like Metallica black album was hot. Okay. You know, like mm-hmm. Nirvana, Pearl jam, like all of like the really cool, like, music of the early 90s is incorporated in ECW and that's part of the reason why it was so successful and they just put it on pay-per-view and just <laughs> threw like regard to copyrights right. out the window right got you and that's kind of what you saw was like this. that but also too there was exactly that's probably I do you. and I you're like and you're kind of at the perfect everybody. age like I'm guessing you know you're in your 30s and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I feel like that's like the best time to watch ECW. Like I was too young to get it when I was a kid. Okay, okay. It just looked really dangerous. Right. But then I started to go through the entire catalog in my 30s. And that's like the best time to you watch. You get a little ECW. older and jaded. Like I said, you want to hit somebody in the face with yeah. a ladder. And that's exactly <laughs> and exactly. And that's what this is. It's a very hard, aggressive, right. professional wrestling. Was, it was a good day for me. <laughs> got a lot of aggression I did. I was like, wow. Could do that? No, it's great. It's yeah. fun. But but the, but that's the thing that the show is marred with a lot of like errors technically and stuff like that, okay. which have been cleaned yeah, up yeah, in yeah. the network version. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, too, they've removed some of the cool elements of the music and some other things out of it. Okay, okay. Like all the cussing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but, cu- but Terry Funk still gets in a couple of motherfuckers too. So there was some good ones in there. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> I was like, flashbacks, like, thinking about what year it was, and I was like, can they do that? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Somebody's going to get shut down. I was like, I don't care, but if I it was 11 and was watching mm-hmm. on pay-per-view, and then my mom been like, can you mute it? Uh, cut that off right now. Yeah, don't stop watching. Just mute it. Yeah, just <laughs> mute it. I don't care that the I chairs, just don't swear. That. Just Is that how much swear. it was back then? That was, that was one of my uh, questions. It probably would have been like $15, $20 area. So thought it was like uh, two, two bucks. ECW, I, I, it's tough to say. I think they were bucks? in the thirty to were forty they? range. Woo! Maybe, maybe like they were because I think ECW. Well, it's two and a half hours though. Yeah, like because like WWE big events, I think were forty dollars at this time. Okay. Maybe, I don't think it was quite up to fifty, but like the in your houses that were going on at this time were like. 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. So I imagine ECW probably landed somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Okay. So. Because like this, this wasn't really an in your house, but yeah. it's like their big pay per view, and it was such a high demand for them being on pay per view. I, I never got the specifics on that in my research. So. All right, all right, all right. Well, no, it was two bucks a minute to watch Jen and Jameson in the locker room. Right. All right. Jeez. Better get after it quick. Two yeah. bucks a minute. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's the thing too. Todd's bringing up the ECW hotline, which is not on your network. You didn't no, see that not. Oh, I was on mine, buddy. Like three times. Oh, I almost called, and I remember what year it was. No. <laughs> she might still be there. You probably still get a hold. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, you can still get a hold of Jim Jameson to, right now for $2 to, an hour. Yeah, $2 well, a minute, sir. Minute, I'm sorry, $2 yeah. a minute. $2 I, I wrote it down. Call right now. <laughs> it was What's good your... to see her. Yeah. I hadn't seen her in so long. <laughs> Looking so good right then. <laughs> Especially at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, the show starts off with Joey Styles' uh, in-ring promo, which is interrupted by Rick Rude. Um, yeah. Todd, do you, remember, do you remember Rick Rude at all? Ravishing Rick Rude, yeah. yeah. I, I heard, as soon as I heard his voice... Because I don't remember when I first turned on if they said his name yet, but I heard his voice and I was like, that voice, it's a wrestling voice. Then I knew who it was. But I didn't, it was, you know, at the timeline of it, like the coming off the back injury, and I don't remember all that, but I do remember him. 
um, as a character, as far as that goes. And definitely not a PG version of no, the no. on this pay-per-view. Not at all. Nothing no. was PG. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no airbrush pants and hip swivels here. No, no. It was Those sweet-ass mullets. No, it was good. It was cool. But sweet voice. God, what a just an awesome, like, in-the-ring, like, talking mess voice. I liked it. It was a good start. Strong mustache. I yeah, I was going to say it, but I'd let you have it. Let, I can always appreciate that. Brethren. And just, and, and when Todd Gordon gives him the 10 count, he goes, fuck you, Gordon. Yeah. Like just, uh, just, perfect. You know, like, That's when I knew I was in for a good treat for two and a half hours. It's like, good start. Yeah. It's a good, hey, this is where we're going today. Let me know. I'm captivated. Yeah, I'm in. Best first sentence. I think it was like, fuck you, Gordon. And then they played the entrance video. It's like typical ECW, which which at this time, Rude is like, you know, not wrestling, but he's one of the hottest things going because he six days before this pay-per-view happened, he'd returned to WWF in a manager capacity. Okay. And then like a few months later, he appeared on a taped version of Raw. But he late earlier in that Monday night, he appeared live on WCW Nitro because he wasn't under a full-time contract. Gotcha. So he and what he did on. is he shaved, he, he had that full beard okay. on Raw, but the thing is on Nitro, which was live, he shaved his beard and just had the mustache. So if you're turning into Nitro, you obviously know that Nitro is live and Raw is taped because Raw, the, <laughs> just like a complete like that, shit disturber. Is that why he did it? Yeah, that's it's exactly Because he wanted to let you know that it was taped and like instead of live and like we're going to, nah, okay. All he right. stirs things up. Maybe he's just like fed that. up with the business at that point. Yeah. Just like beat up and fed up with the business. Like let me just show you how it's done. Yeah. Like he's I don't just, know. He, he, well at this time he's still collecting the Lords of London uh, insurance, insurance for his back. Because oh, okay. a lot of the, the wrestlers got insurance on their bodies from, sure. from Lloyds of London. And they don't do that anymore, right, obviously, because right. like, a lot of guys collected a lot of money from that. I bet they banked on that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was one of those guys that was collecting a considerable amount of money. And, like, he was gearing up for a return, but, of course, he passed away in 1999. So, mm. But moving right along to match number one, which consists of Chris Candido versus Taz for yeah. the ECW TV title. Now, Zane, you got to see the, the piped-in uh, copyright-free music. It's all so bad. Like it's, I wish I could figure out how to explain it. It's like, uh, so if you try to explain to me some song I've never heard, or you're trying to hum it, and you're like a million miles away from the actual song, it's every fucking match that way. <laughs> Except for Tommy it? Dreamers. Uh-huh. Tommy Dreamers is almost dead on as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're all just like weird copyright thing where you got to hear Back in Black when Chris yeah. Candido comes out. Right. And, and, but they did keep Taz's original song mm-hmm. in the network feed as well. Okay. So like they, they edited, because Taz used to come out to War Machine, which they basically just ripped off for his entrance song for ECW and just put like him speaking words over mm-hmm. top of it. So, mm. um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this match, Todd, to open up the paper? Seemed like a good start, but a pretty basic match. Nothing like, I like the high flying stuff, like when dudes are jumping off the top ropes and flying around all over the place. This is more of like a smash in the face, roll around get out of the ring, back in the ring, and pin somebody. But it was good. It was fun. It was a good start for me to watch it. Now, what, what are your thoughts on Taz? Because at this moment in time, like Taz has such an aura around him as okay. a guy that's like a, like a big fight atmosphere, as Paul Heyman would describe him. Um, at this time, this is before like every indie wrestler in the world is trying to be a fake MMA guy. Like Taz okay. was really like the first guy that was like, "No, I know how to do certain reversals and submissions that you don't get to see anywhere else." Oh, really? Did you f- get that sense that he was some sort of a badass? No, not at all. It seemed like <laughs> seemed like a basic 
seemed like a basic dude to me. I don't know. Yeah. He just stood there, acted tough for a minute, and then they rolled around for a little bit. And it was—it didn't seem like that type of aura for me. But I know nothing about either one of those dudes. But but that, but I just I want to know as a common fan. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. There, that was what people always said. I never got that sense. No. Of like until like very late. Like I saw more of his matches. I'm like, oh, I see what they were talking okay. about that big fight atmosphere. But as somebody, as just a layman that walks into it, I don't know if that's something. Not that at you all. Saw. It seemed like a basic first match to me. It seemed like a starter, like the one that you start off with. Where neither, neither one's like a huge deal, but they know who they are. Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. There's also never really like taller than anybody else. They're not like overwhelmingly so, like yeah, yeah. like, like yeah, he's you know he's big and Candido's jacked as shit, but Taz isn't necessarily like. Taller than King. anyone else, so he doesn't ever come off as that intimidating. Well, right. Candido's fairly, you know, shorter in stature. Exactly, right. yes. So, like, those two... Those ones, they, they are... But I thought it was a fantastic match, because mm-hmm. I think Chris Candido's awesome. Yeah, I... Fuck, even, I even, even if the fuckery at the end of the Enziguri spot that missed and all that. Uh, favorite part is that Joey talks about how Candido's top rope powerbomb is named after somebody special in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, assumably, Sonny. Yes, you know, just you know, and just reverse Blumpkins and I was gonna say know. the dude nails the whatever moves they were. Whoever the announcer is, yeah, he gets like uh, I don't remember watching it and hearing all the like them name all the moves like that. Like when you watch MMA now, they know the submissions, but he was calling every single move, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's what it's called. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay, so sweet. so Joey Styles commentary you you appreciate? I did. I liked it a lot. I mean, obviously it's in the nineties, so you're a little he's a little bit like. You know, overly into it, pay per view, but like I, I liked how he called everything. That was cool. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know that Joe, Joey Styles translates. <laughs> yeah, I love Joey Styles. Yes, it was great. Uh, the spite with the internet community says about him now. So yeah, I could yeah. be wrong, but I just saying that was no. cool for me. And then he he called everything off of every move that happened off the ropes, whatever they did, he had a name for it, mm-hmm. and I liked that rather than just like oh they ran into each other. It was. Spot on. I was like, oh, that's what it's called. And doing, it by, and doing it by himself. Yeah. yeah. The time. They were Nobody like teams. Yeah. But for him to call it by himself. The whole thing by himself. Yeah, all day. Then he makes one one Trump reference at an independent show. <laughs> the whole fucking world goes mad and... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to use them anymore. Uh, we're, that's one another reason why it's nice to watch 1997 again. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't give a shit back then. No, I was 90s were pure. <laughs> well, they Under, underrated decade, my friend. They weren't all pure because <laughs> insane clown posse <laughs> ah, <laughs> caught me off guard. Two, I did not expect that. Two scoops of whoop coming your way. <laughs> Uh, maybe at their peak in this time. <laughs> I don't. That's that's to say that there was ever like a peak. Yeah, like it's to say that they got good at some point. I'm <laughs> were they, still bitter. Were they, they dropping albums at this point? Huh? Were they dropping albums at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah they would have been been putting out the stuff. <laughs> the soon stuff. The, you handed <laughs> it out to the kids because soon thereafter they had a greatest hits album come out. Oh, okay. And not to show my no, my I'm... juggaloism from high school. <laughs> Which I wasn't, but yeah. Do, yeah, you, have, you, know. do you have a Hatchet Man tattoo? I do not. Of all of all the shitty tattoos I have, I don't have a Hatchet Man. <laughs> I've got my vegan tattoo and I've got my straight edge tattoo, but no Juggalos. <laughs> I'm eating eating steaks and getting hammered, guys. <laughs> Jealous. 
But, uh, so what are your thoughts on ICP getting their ass handed to him? Who was it? I can't know. Remind me who the, who was, because it happened kind of quick. Rob Van Dam. And Sam Oh, okay, yeah. And then that dude with the freaking whistle. Yeah. I, I wanted to DDT him the whole time. Like, it was <laughs> awful with but the whistle. With I couldn't tell if it was a whistle or him just blowing through his teeth. Like, those are a mess. Um, It was, it's, it was, I mean, I was trying to figure out who everybody was at that point, and then... The Van Dam dude's pretty. I think he. I mean, other than he's probably like I don't know what his opinion was, but he reminded me of like a Shawn Michaels type, but a little bit mm-hmm. bigger. So I kind of digged his wrestling style. Once we'll get into the other one later, when it was mm-hmm. him heads up with Al Snow, which was probably one of my favorites that we watched on that one. Yeah. But it was it was cool. It was quick. Um, it was a nice touch. I was just so caught off by the fact. I think it took me a few minutes to go. Is that in, when they said insane clown posse? I was like, is that the same one? <laughs> yeah. The, is there more they, posses of yeah, insane clowns? Because I don't really know. Like, I'm obviously I'm gonna miss. All, I don't really know, remember the wrestling part of it. I remember the hearing about the albums and stuff, but I didn't know they were actually wrestlers. Yeah. And it took me a few minutes to go. Okay, maybe it is the same one. And then it was over. It was cool. They actually have like their own wrestling company now. Oh wow! They put on shows. They have. Uh, the big gathering of the Juggalos that they have a wrestling show at every year. That <laughs> which means everybody have wrestled have, on before. Is everybody space painted? Uh, oh, everybody like, that's going everybody? to it. It's like it's like a, any scene from like Demolition Man where they showed the outside world and it was all the shit and dirty and trash was blown everywhere. Perfect. It's that all the time. It's yeah. like Mad Max Fury Road yeah. with like no budget. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nice. And there's no one hot like uh, Keira Knightley there. So. <laughs> But actually, I we I, snuck a Karen Knightley reference into this podcast. I don't fuck around when it comes to this, bud. We're, we're trying to get listens. We're, okay, trying, right, to, right, we're right. trying to get listens on this. Hashtag Two, Karen two bucks a minute, we'll mention it That's again. That's right. <laughs> so I've been going to Jameson and she looked, she looked uh, fresh. Actually, almost, I, I don't know if Zane remembers that I almost wrestled the one of the members of ICP. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because uh, it was supposed to be in that big 10-man that I did, oh, yeah, Gathering yeah, yeah, the Jugglos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was a, is it violent? Yeah, it's violent. Jay was supposed to be oh. in it, but like the the generators for the wrestling show because they hold the wrestling shows at like three a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And the rest and the lights generator was going to explode, and so they're like freaking out and they're just trying to get this ten man tag done in three minutes. It oh was God. the most absurd thing ever. <laughs> so. But on the show, and they, you know they were on ECW, WCW, mm-hmm. and WWF okay. this time. So. Moving right along to match number two, Spike Dudley versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Once again, more fantastic copyright-free music instead of listening to Highway to Hell for Spike Dudley and Welcome to the Jungle by GNR for Bam Bam Bigelow. Right, right. I remember that song. That was one I was going to bring up. This match gave me CTE just watching it. Good God. God. (laughs) I don't know how early it was when he chucked him all the way across the the mat, but I was like, that? Ugh. That hurt no matter what. That dude got thrown all around. Why did they rematch it? Because he beat him. I know. Spike Dudley How? Beat him. How? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Nowhere near the way that Bam Bam Bigelow got his revenge on him. No, not yeah. at all. He chucked him all over the place into the sixth. It was, it, oh, dude, it was painful to watch. I'm like, it was, I was one of those where I was like, I don't care what you think about this <laughs> sport. That dude is hurting. Yeah, he's fucked up. Uh huh. And that look like I mean, four times his like size and weight, and just throwing him through him. There was even one where I was like, "Good God!" <laughs> You're just in your living room screaming, "Holy shit! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Wow!" Like, shout out to the dude for taking it, being thrown all over the place. But uh, as we learned from another, uh, ow. 
wrestling related documentary or whatever. He wasn't he a he was some sort of teacher, wasn't he? Yes. Spike? Spike Dudley was an English teacher. English teacher. That makes yeah, a lot of sense. <laughs> Explains it all. Yeah. That's what that's what you do with it. Just thinking degree. about those <laughs> like, thinking yeah. about those kids as he gets chucked through the air like this is better than my other job. <laughs> <laughs> kids are crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, why not? Just <laughs> raining blood everywhere. Remember when our teacher got <laughs> Body slammed by Bam Bam Bigelow. Got cut. Show up. him some respect. Yeah. He'll fuck around. No, he got, somebody will throw him at us. Dude, I thought that was an actual like medic out there afterwards. <laughs> well, it probably that, had to be. Scene, at that like point. I thought it was like they really need to check on this guy. <laughs> He's dying. No, he didn't even get what one elbow in in the beginning. No, no. And he came up and hit him with like one elbow, and after that, it was just watching him get thrown around <laughs> like a dog and a stuffed animal, like throwing it around the room. It was. <laughs> awesome, yeah. but also like, ouch! Just beats the piss out of him. He for does. Five minutes. Is that how? It wasn't that long. Yeah, it was a five minute. Anyway, five minutes to five seconds. Okay. Yeah, and I remember Bam Bam Bigelow, but I don't remember him chucking around a t- teenager like that, <laughs> <laughs> throwing around a small child. That was, that's something you would have remembered. Yeah, yeah I, I would. That sticks with me now. I was like, oh, every time yeah, I see I'm a, scared. Yeah. But now you have that to carry around with you the rest every of your time. Life. I see a huge dude, I'm gonna be like. That motherfucker will throw me. Yeah. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. It wasn't like he took it easy on him. Or reverse, you'll see a small child and you'll be like, I could throw that little shit. <laughs> I go, hey, Spike, get over here. Come here. <laughs> you knew Spike. Name is Spike. Yeah, you are in a minute. Yep. Todd's having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's PTSD right here. <laughs> From watching one, one, two, a half hour. One match. I should, I should not watch too much. <laughs> okay. Too much aggression built then up. Then go to Harris there. Teeter and just <laughs> body slam people in the beer aisle <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but uh, I love how Bam Bam throws Spike into the crowd and then just does a cartwheel yeah sure <laughs> man yeah just to celebrate <laughs> like it's a dude that can't do a backflip yeah he just does a cartwheel and like like oh. I just did the most badass thing ever <laughs> and now I'm gonna do something that like the girls in the playground do <laughs> let me go the opposite of the spectrum Cartwheel time, motherfuckers. <laughs> All the girls in Spike's class are going to be doing cartwheels for the yep. well, That was weird. He's going to be like balled up in a corner sucking his thumb every time he sees a cartwheel from now on. It did stand out. Definitely. Yeah. I was like, why did he just do that? <laughs> and, then that and then that super kind of wish you got beat now. I kind of wish you yeah. got beat by the little guy because you ruined it by doing a cartwheel. Wish you broke your fucking <laughs> wrist there. Yeah. I thought maybe that was his comeback. Yeah. He has a cartwheel breaks both of his arms oh, and gets no. pinned. Spike yeah. wins. That'd be great. <laughs> Somebody book that. Uh, well, this match does break up uh, some interesting points and some interesting research that I found out about this show. I talked to uh, Mike Johnson, who is uh, ECW uh, aficionado because he was there. He reported on this hmm. uh, online. And he was telling me, and this is probably a lead into a lot of our discussion, at least for the next couple minutes, yeah. about how... They used a production truck that was like a backup production truck, and they couldn't communicate on the headsets properly to each other. So that's why there's a lot of errors with some of the shots and why they were stuck on the hard camera quite a bit. And reportedly, like Mike always cites this match as being an example of that because they almost missed... Like Spike being being thrown into the crowd. (laughs) They almost missed the camera shot on that. Okay. And then also, too, they changed the... The lighting guy just before this show. So they had a brand new lighting guy mm-hmm. who put a lot of shadows on the ring. That's why it looks very dark. And also, too, the lights in the arena 
are shining down to the people in the front row. So if you brought a front row ticket, all you have are these bright lights directly in your eye, blinding you in sight of the ring. So if you brought a, bought a front row ticket, it was almost impossible to see. And then also too, at the end of this match, they left it on the the hard camera for like a really long amount of time, and they didn't know how to switch it or change it to the next (laughs) segment. Which I'm glad they did because you get to see them cleaning up the blood with the dirtiest mop of all time. Was there any water on it? No, it's. It just brought the dry mop in well, First off, he didn't even get in the ring to do it. He just like stood outside the <laughs> ring, was like doing this. I was like, you know, you gotta get in there and try. Maybe. A little bit of elbow grease in there, yeah. bud. Get Spike out here; he'll do it right. So, yeah, bring him back. He asked the mop to keep his job yeah. after that performance. Hey, you got a lot of blood in where you think you can clean that up <laughs> yeah. for us real fast. It's kind of gross for somebody else to have to do it. We're gonna cut away this two minute. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go to we'll go to Jenna Jameson for yeah. two minutes while you clean it up. Jenna Jameson, pull your boob or something. Just one, just one. Just slip a nip. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> but they did cut away to a segment back to Rob Van Dam and Sabu finishing their attack on ICP and right. Sandman coming down yeah. to the ring and then beating the shit out of him. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on them beating the shit out of Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> probably looked like a fan to you. He looked, <laughs> he, well, I'm sure he's like a legend or something. Yeah. I was like, or, or something for yeah. sure. Well, he just came in there swinging the bamboo stick or whatever he was holding for like <laughs> just missing everybody. I was like, oh, buddy. No. <laughs> don't do that. And then... <laughs> It's just coming off back surgery or something, right? Yeah, or something like that. I mean, back surgery. Too many for beers. Like, yeah, the back surgery for Sandman might be like he hurt his back and he took a shitload of cocaine. Okay. Like, yeah, that's about right. like that's surgery. That's surgery for him. Swinging that thing around. Obviously, we'll get back to him later because that was when I started giggling hard <laughs> <laughs> at the end of it when he yeah makes, the, makes the, re- the triumphant return. Yeah, I just lost it. I was like, ah, oh, buddy, <laughs> he did good. I don't he know. Right we, we wanted maybe it. we'll talk about the ambulance not having GPS back then. But <laughs> <laughs> it ruined that whole story too. But yeah, because it did cut. Because I was kind of lost, and then and they cut back to the um them finishing that up, and and then all right. But yeah, it was he like came as like didn't they say he was just here trying to watch the wrestling match, <laughs> being a fan, and I was and like, no, like he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> Stop lying to me. <laughs> you, mean, you mean as a fan, he brought that stick? Yeah, he just, they let you him mean, in He with was that? able to get in that building with that stick? Past security? Yeah. With those pants on? Yeah. <laughs> Which is his ring gear. Yeah, I, I know. You're like, exactly. hey, I thought he's just chilling. No. no I figured. <laughs> uh, not the best detective in the world, but I mean, he's not. He was not just in the stands for no reason. Shawn Michaels level gear of just sequins <laughs> and sparkles. Comes in there swinging a cane. <laughs> I think they even said cane at one point. Yeah. Oh man, it wasn't a Singapore cane. Would have been. It didn't even have like a hook on it. It would look like a bamboo stick. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, 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 hit somebody. Hit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along to match number three: Rob Van Dam versus Al Snow. Um, this is. Uh, you'll get to hear. Random techno music if you're watching this on the network mm-hmm. instead of Breathe by Prodigy. Uh, unfortunately, Todd probably didn't hear anything at all during this match. This is when no. the audio yep. went out. I was like, oh, no, is it going to be like this for another hour and a half? <laughs> it's gonna be I was like, I'm going to stick with it. And the audio went out about, what is it, like, not too far into it. It was at the beginning of it, and then it went out. Mm-hmm. But I kept watching it. But luckily, that match had enough for me of, like, 
Like, I don't know him. I didn't know the dude, the Van Damme dude, but he had some, like, nice moves mm -hmm. that I let are, like, from me. I was like, ooh, that's cool, you know? Or definitely if I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. So it was, even though the volume wasn't on, it was okay to watch it. Yeah. And Al Snow's crazy. I know, <laughs> I know he was from Ohio, but it makes sense. He's from <laughs> and he's one, but I liked that match a lot. That yeah. was one of my favorite ones of the whole thing, I think. Back and forth, in and out of the ring, different, like, I liked it. I don't know, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I don't know why he was wearing what a WWF and ECW like gear. Is it just a what was that for? Uh, like, was, was this Rob Van Dam? Yeah, had the gear because he was in. Both. Well, at this moment in time, they're doing a feud where basically Rob Van Dam is talking to like he was kind of left off the barely legal pay per view. He ended up getting on it, and he was saying that I'm the best guy in this company. You oh, respect okay. me. And then what he was doing, and what a lot of people didn't realize was WWF was working. With ECW, yeah, because okay. they needed competition, especially to, like they figured if ECW would thrive, they would pull away from okay. WCW, which was WWE's main competitor at the uh, time. Okay, okay. So like the, right, the, 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 the enemy of my enemy is right. now my friend. I got you. Type situation. So they they what they did is they put Rob Van Dam on WWF television. Which made him the biggest heel in ECW. Uh, okay. So you know, like, hey, I can be, I can be on the Monday nights, and then he called himself Mister Monday Night, and then yep. it was like a big thing that way. So yeah. now is he like considered like a villain, or was he considered light? Was he liked at the time? Well, like, what type of I don't know. It, this is during that weird time where like you know people are still trying to honor like oh, I'm really mad at you and you're a bad guy, but at the same time too like he's supposed to be a bad guy, but he does so much cool shit. Right. Like nowadays, that's very common. Yeah. Is the, okay. like the heels do a bunch sure. of cool shit and it's a cool heel and but no we're supposed to not like you okay you know but like Rob Van Dam was kind of the first generation of that all right like I'm a bad guy but I'm really cool yeah you know, like. that's exactly what I got from it maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why it was my favorite one so far I don't know I liked it Rob Van Dam's cousin what's up <laughs> but um but it seemed like a, I mean, a solid name, yeah. cool, flying around a little bit, oh, and yeah. then you know, Snow's crazy, a little crazy. So it was a good match. I like that one. Saying uh, your thoughts on it? Oh, I loved it. Man. It was such a good match. Uh, which, I, which I know we, we we actually actively discussed kind of getting away from uh, just full on shit show matches and do a show where we could talk more about the situations around it. The matches that like shows that have good wrestling. Yeah, mm -hmm. this show definitely has good wrestling from almost top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, so like I was, I it was one of my favorite pay per views from ECW that I had seen. Period. Yeah, but but that's one of the things that's interesting about this thing. Um, like some of the reporters of the time when they were they were when they were at the show, they saw this show as being better than ECW's first mm -hmm. pay per view, and they were seeing it as like, oh, this was probably the show of the year. Right. But then they get back and they see basically what you saw. Uh, you know, no audio on one of the best matches mm -hmm. on the card. Right. Uh, a very dark and shadowy hard camera shot. They even missed like a couple of the dives on on this mm -hmm. on this match alone. And there was a lot of other technical issues with some other matches. So there's a lot of like missteps as far as that goes and stuff like that. But right. I, but I, but as a common fan, I want to know what how it is because that was another thing that was reported by some of the ECW faithful that were watching our pay per view. Sure. They were very hard on this one this pay-per-view because of those minor things. But as just a common person, like, hey, I want to see a wrestling show, it's curious to me your thoughts on seeing it. And what you saw was what somebody would have saw on pay-per-view at that time. Right. And for me, though, when I'm watching it now, I didn't really expect too much out of the production part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, so that wasn't like, other than like the huge mistakes of like the, like the no sound and stuff like that, 
I wasn't expecting it to look like stuff does now yeah. or like the production value now. So I don't know how far off it was when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the wrestling part of it was a lot of the lot, they, they hit everything on it. They did yeah. every, uh, every aspect of like the cool technical wrestling to the, obviously we'll talk about the, the stuff, the cheating stuff earlier later with the, with what's his name? Uh, Robbie Lawler, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, but they have every aspect of that, but the production value. So to me, when I was watching it, I wasn't expecting a lot out of that anyway, but now yeah. that you mention it, it probably wouldn't have been, it probably would have been more obvious back then compared yeah. to like what WWF or WWE at the time was doing production wise. Mm-hmm. So that was probably a problem. But for me, if like the dudes that just wanted to watch like good matches and mm-hmm. people get smacked in the face and hot chicks and stuff, it, it, seemed, it seemed fine. So yeah, right totally. for me. Yeah. And that's why I want to find out because that was another thing that people at the time like, well, maybe we're just too far in the bubble. Maybe we, we, we were being hard on something because it's something we love, like most fans and stuff like sure. that. But like a lot of people that were in attendance saw this was like, oh, this was the show of the year. This right. was the best show. The matches were cool. better than the first one. And I think Barely Legal gets a lot of play mm-hmm. mostly because of the Beyond the Mat documentary. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I think this gets lost in the shovel, but people... I remember somebody telling me about this pay-per-view. They said that ECW was in verge of almost shutting down and their their positive goodwill was like going away with the crowd because of this show, which Mike Johnson told me that was not the case. Okay. They weren't going to close down um, because somebody was trying to tell me that November 97 was the thing that got it back in the game, which was the next pay-per-view. Oh, okay. But so like that was what was told to me about this show. So I, like I said, that's why... And then looking through the original pay-per-view feed and seeing some of the technical issues. And a lot of people describe this as a show where... Because ECW has always notoriously had a much lower bar technically than a WWE or or WCW at this time. But they always told me that this show, this is like the one time that the wrestling couldn't overcome all of the production issues. Oh, okay. So... I don't know. But if if that's your opinion, that's what I want to know. That's my opinion. Because there's a lot of people that are very, you know, because these internet people have to be crucial on it and be, you know, a critic and that's their job is to be a critic on it. So as you as just a regular person watching this if you don't think that's the case then that might not be the case no, i want to hear that different opinion that's what i th- i mean that's what how, what i felt was watching that it didn't it didn't take away from the whole thing mm-hmm. kind of but i also went into it with like not high expectations of production value considering yeah. the year that it was so yeah. I don't, you know what i mean like it's kind of so maybe it's a little bit more was a little bit more off than i thought um but i don't know it was there was enough in there and it, i mean it, part of that was humorous to me yeah. part yeah. of it was funny you came in with more of a realistic Right. Expectation. Right. Than- or like if you watch a pilot of a show mm-hmm. and like the first couple episodes, the production value isn't quite what it is mm-hmm. season six. Yeah, it kind of yeah, felt yeah. like that. It kind yeah. of felt like maybe like, I don't know, how, how old was ECW when this happened? See, 93, so, so about four years. Three, four years into but it. But second pay-per-view ever. Yeah. Okay. So it's, to, to, yeah, it should have been. So it seemed like an early production for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. But everything else that happened, I mean, there was a lot of funny stuff and a lot yeah. of cool moves and a lot of... <laughs> just good moments to keep you watching even though it was two and a half hours long <laughs> that's that's what I want to know about this show yeah. this is why we discover these things to discuss them but now we need to discuss um, something that was not on your uh, video Todd because okay. there was no audio for it it was the first appearance but you can chime in because you did see a couple segments of it of the extreme chopper um, I heard it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> wow. wow. You, you, didn't see the, you didn't see the first segment of it, but yeah, okay. the first segment of it was not very good. Hey, wow. Heyman can't pay anybody's checks on time, but he can buy a fucking helicopter. <laughs> you mean to tell me that ECW has a chopper? Yeah. No, I don't believe it. I don't well, buy it. 
and also a lot of criticism about this pay-per-view is because these the extreme choppers uh segments and lance wright basically being put up in a chopper and was told to ad lib everything he's saying ad-libbing so much without even information yeah like he's like wait till Sandman comes back and gets the guys who attacked him as if he didn't know who attacked him uh, it was uh, bad <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna have somebody ad lib, like, dude, what you? I was like, this is horrible. Yeah, stop ad libbing. Somebody write him. Yeah, write down. anything down because I <laughs> think that they're gonna maybe possibly drive a little bit longer and then drive back. Someone should help someone find out. I was like, good. He's not. First off, he's probably on top of a building with a helicopter sign. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't think it was like an a, actual like a, helicopter. A camera doing this number, so it looks like he's swaying back and forth. Oh, he's afraid of heights. Somebody <laughs> put him in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. Cue the sound. Yeah. Well, and the thing is that they're trying to coordinate with him. And the thing is, I I want to say that they were. This was done live it might have suited them better to record these the night oh, before yeah, those parts, yeah. and then put them in. Like much same way of WCW when they did the sumo the su- sumo um, monster truck battle. Yeah. Uh, not that that show is an example of how you do production. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, like it probably would have suited because they would have got exactly what they wanted right. from those segments. But him just up there ad living and not having any direct communication on whether they're communicating bad. back and forth to Joey to the show it was really rough, and a lot of people cite that as. Being one of the, definitely one of the low points of this paper. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was the lowest point for me, and it was all. And it was also like nowadays, we're so jaded. I was like, just put in your GPS. Like, yeah, how, how are you possibly lost? Map quest back then. Um, I like to think that like Paul was trying to give him some direction, and Lance was just like, "I got it, brother." <laughs> Look, I didn't go. I didn't do three semesters of improv at community college. To tell have you tell me what the fuck I'm doing in a fake helicopter? It was, does he have a job after this? <laughs> yeah. Did he? I come don't remember back? seeing him much after. Did no, he, he do didn't anything do anything else. He didn't do much after. I, I, I do think. remember one of the things his after his internship like, is over. Yeah. Like, like Taz, like suplexed him onto a car. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that might have been punishment. The, that might have been a year or they two just later. Never let him in the building. The, the culmination <laughs> of this is that the chopper actually crashed. He's yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he fell off the building. He's done. He, he and the sound guy choked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope he has a nice, wonderful job working at a lo- local uh, news station. Yeah. Doing doing something these days. Not improv, that's for sure. <laughs> He's doing the traffic. No. It's real ironic. That was bad. Um, I was like, oof. Uh, after the first extreme chopper segment, there was the Jerry Lawler promo. You didn't miss much, Todd, on it. It's pretty much basically what he said in the ring, anyways, yeah. with a lot of oh, zooming in okay. and out. So right. it's uh, not a whole lot. We'll talk about it later. It's pretty same thing as what he said in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, match number four. We come back with the Dudley boys and Joel Gerdner in the ring with Jenna Jameson. What's around his neck? Uh, neck brace. Neck brace. Like, I figured something happened. Yes. Right. I think he wore that. I think he still wears that. Still actually. wears it. Yeah. Nice. That. Long-term neck neck injury. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, with the bow tie. There's also a bow tie uh, there because he's a classy guy. Classy, classy neck brace. He's the quintessential stud. Yeah. So my my main question about this group of characters is, like, are they, like, a big deal for the ECW? Like, those dudes are, like, a big – because they seem to be involved a lot. So yeah. they're, like, a big part of it. They're one of the top heels in the company. Okay. Yes. And then they're champions heads. at the time, too. Right. Yes. Like, I think this is about to be – they're about a year away from being like one of the, the largest drawing houses in ECW. Mm-hmm. Like once they get to the, the the Dudleys versus Tommy Dreamer versus the Sandman, people talk about that time 
as being like that those are some of the best like house shows and like they were the hottest heels they were the hottest thing going like all the house shows went up because they had to see like the tommy dreamer and the sandman versus the dudley boys like those matches were always like we have to go see this is the biggest thing okay. especially after they broke beulah's neck like and it was like 98 is when that happened like they were doing a lot of really good business at this time and different variations and it was, you know, when they kind of perfected everything, that Dudley's were the hottest thing going in the company. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. they wouldn't have been too far from going to WWE past that, right? Yeah, it was pretty... Not, it wasn't too long after that. I want to say 99. 99, yeah. Cause yeah, about that time. Because they were on um, the 2064 video game. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but what are your nice. thoughts on Joel Gertner's in-ring promo time? Uh, it's fine. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. It wasn't like... I just kind of... Okay. This douche. Just, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. That was pretty much what was going through my head. I was like, this is the time I'm going to go grab a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> pour some soda and come back and watch the wrestling in a minute. I don't really... That stuff is just fluff for me. Okay. Not not a promo guy. No. Noted. <laughs> you need to write that down. Or... Yep. All right. Okay. Chip shape. Noted. Um, then PG-13 comes out <laughs> to... Uh, you heard Jump Around. Now, Zane, you heard... A song that sounded more like a copyright-free song you would use for a Latino wrestler. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> nothing in which an Irishman would jump around anywhere. All right. But uh, did you get the gimmick of PG-13 when they came out, Todd? White what, rappers? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It felt like it when the dude painted the camera and he was like, he knew all the words and stuff. <laughs> the biggest thing that stood out for me was the dude's horrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> They were so bad. He wouldn't last three minutes at the comedy <laughs> Well, he'd probably be back every week. <laughs> there it is. But, I mean, they were so bad. Every, like, street joke. Every... <laughs> Mama Dudley is a hoe. Oh, really? Oh, sick burn. That's the best you got. And then and they got so upset about it. All those yeah. things like... <laughs> Calm down. It's, I would just be like, "That's a horrible joke." Even my mom's upset at you. That guy still does that stuff. He's still around doing it. Yes, <laughs> Jamie. I just saw Jamie Dundee two months ago. Really? Yes. Still okay. wrestling. Still doing nice. his thing. We're, we're friends on Twitter, and he is just fuck everything. That sounds about right. No, but, but they were all right, though. I mean, I wasn't like <laughs> mad at them, but it was a little bit. I don't know. Did they have a clock? No, that was a hubcap. Oh, okay. Same thing. All right. Yeah, because the idea is they steal the hubcaps and they hit you with the hubcap and that was their finish. God, yeah. We never got that. We didn't get that. They lost. Yeah, yeah. They, lost. they lost. But uh, Zane, what are your thoughts? And then he said, your mom is still a hoe. <laughs> so I'm still a hoe. Look, you beat me. Your mom still sucks a lot of dicks. A lot of ethnic dicks. Jeez. Uh, I I love PG-13. Uh, and not, mainly, not because of their fantastic work rate. Um... Because I always remember a time that you and I and Caleb went to Ohio and they were on a show with us. And they had a promo at the very beginning of the show. And Jamie Dundee comes out fully dressed in his gear. Full on kick pads, all the stuff. And they argue with the tag team. And the tag team's ready to fight. And then, then Dundee goes, well I'm in my courting gear right now. I'm not dressed to fight you. But he's covered in pads and his boots and all he's this gear. He's knee pads on. Yeah, right? he's, he's ready to go. He's ready to wrestle. But this is my court and gear. Oh, you fuck you. You're the worst person But the thing is, he went to the back, took his rings off, yep. and his hat off, and then went back out. Yep. I'm like, yep, now I'm in my fighting now, gear. Now I'm ready to like, go. 
Just got to take this off a bit. Ugh. Love them. <laughs> and like Wolfie D. They had that, some character at least. And now, you know? the, now today, like Wolfie D's like jacked as shit though. Is that the other dude? Yeah, the other guy oh, okay. that didn't tell the your mama jokes. He's like yeah. massive these days. Oh yeah, he blew up a little bit. Well, and also too, like, you know, the white rapper gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like how much money has that made mm-hmm. over the years in wrestling? Like John Cena. <laughs> ICP's uh, there. <laughs> yeah, like and, and really Wolfie D was the first one to ever do it. Yeah. So like he was the innovator of that. And like he's basically like Doing John Cena's gimmick right here in yeah. 1997. I guess now that you mention it, it kind of does remind me a little bit of it. Like yeah. a smaller... Yeah, okay. Yeah, like like, like Wolfie D. And he's the one that came up with the name PG-13, which was catchy. So you could always cut promos with it. Um, this is, I think this one right here is kind of a really good example of some of the things, of the issues they had of like mixing the show. Because I've just got a list of like really crucial moments they missed camera-wise. Like they missed like... Jamie Dundee kissing Jenna Jameson, which mm. I'm sure he would love to have on record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a nice ringside camera angle yeah. of that. Well, um, you didn't get that on the network either, so that he, you don't see him hop yeah, out. I saw him slide out and then it happened. Yeah. Like, then oh, they, okay. Oh, that's all right, buddy. You which which li- live crowd, you know, probably ate it up, like I said, what we saw on, on videotape, not the case. Right. You missed the double choke slam spot. Mm-hmm. You miss, mm. you kind of miss Jamie's dive, and then you miss Jenna's slap in the end. Yeah. So like everything that you paid Jen and Jameson to do, right. you don't yeah. get a fucking video. gone. Yeah, you don't get a good angle of it. So um, money yeah. wasted. Yes. So, or maybe not. I don't know what they did in the locker room. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say. It. <laughs> I was think I was too lost in the moment for a maybe second. I was, was like, what are they doing in there? Money well spent. Maybe Everybody I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to spend two bucks a minute to know. Yeah. Maybe I'd rather just wonder. <laughs> probably probably far nicer it's in your it, mind it than is. it is in real they're life. Like, they're probably just sitting there like eating ice cream and <laughs> crying. <Yeah. laughs> My daddy didn't Pay love me this. either. Yeah. <laughs> we get it, we get it. I want to go back to porn. <laughs> <laughs> Heard Big Dick just hanging around. Talking about quilting. That's his name? That's the, the Big Dick Dudley. Why did he come out with like, this swing <laughs> with the names? He looked like a Undertaker wannabe. <laughs> Choke slamming everybody. Yeah. Well, he he did he's a pretty big dude though. He's got some mythical stories about he, me about him that that are blanking me right now. Oh, okay. Like I think like somebody told me he got hit by a car <laughs> and he just like shrugged it off and like went about his day. Like, How fast was the car going? <laughs> I don't know. Like I've heard like just crazy stories about him just like getting like wrecked or something happened and he just like feats of strength or him just shrugging off like the most mortal damage ever. Like, <laughs> are they festival. true though? Or are just like you, you just these stories like underground like he, he just stopped a train with his shoulder. Yeah. It, it, these are all coming from other people like I saw this happen. Oh, okay. He just was like all right. yeah, whatever. Cool. Like, nice. So he's like cooler outside the ring. <laughs> hey you guys want to go get parfaits? What a parfait. <laughs> But yes, uh, ECW Hotline plug for the, the video feed that me and Todd saw. Zane didn't see it. But then we did see Sandman coming back in an ambulance, just swinging that cane around aimlessly <laughs> at the dark, in a dark parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did it break? I think he broke it. the motliest of crews of cops ever? I think he broke it on the second swing. I think <laughs> I heard it crack or they made a noise that it cracked and he just kept swinging it. Just kept going. It looks That's like he, the worst. he recovered greatly from the injuries from earlier in the day. Which leads us into lights go out in the arena. Right. Come back. Jerry the King Lawler is standing in the ring. Todd, what do you know about Jerry the King Lawler? Like, I remember him as the announcer on the side 
from mm-hmm. later on. Like I remember that he was always wearing the crown, and then and occasionally he would get in the ring like for something stupid or sneak in. But I don't. And then I remember him being a big deal throughout all of it. But I don't. Other than that, that's about all I got. Mm-hmm. So you get to see him do like. I think this is kind of an example of what he does best, mm-hmm. especially at this moment in time, like heel Lawler. Mm-hmm. Like I think this match and this inside brawl. a crowd, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, and, and like just like his promo bringing up, like I talked to Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin, he said, "Open up yeah. the whoop ass," okay. like very just. It pretty much cut the same exact promo that they recorded earlier and they showed on the network. Yeah, yeah. So like you didn't miss much when, when okay. it wasn't on the on your on your, your video. So, but. Yeah, what are your thoughts of this whole match? Tommy Dreamer comes out. This is the ones that I don't like. I'll be, but I mean, I get it. I get why they do them. But it wasn't like I like the, like I said, the high, the wrestling moves that like back and forth. I don't like the whole, like referees down, this grabbing you by the balls. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get it though. I get why it was there and what it was like part of it. It was ECW versus WWF or E at the time or whatever it was. So I get why they had it, but for me it was just like I'm just kind of like watching it, waiting to see how somebody cheats at the end to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wanted to get real intense. Yeah, but like no, then no. I mean, did a couple people? Is this one where a couple people like came in the? Yeah, lights yeah. go out. Yeah, lights somebody's go out. there. Yeah, lights, lights go, go out. out somebody's somebody's there. there. Yeah, and they they kind of overdid this. Yeah, uh, that's could do one of them, but like couple of them, I don't know. Like the Rick Rude one didn't have that big of an mm-hmm. impact. Mm-hmm. Like, Jay the Snake was cool. That Which was never cool. led to anything yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even when Jake the Snake did come back a few years later, like a year, like almost a year later, like right. it didn't have yeah. any any effect. Like it was, it did get the a, a ginormous explosion, like right. a big pop. Everybody, because everybody loves him, and but he was in khakis. It was all yeah. just wrestling. <laughs> but then, but then they ended with Sunny, and like it didn't really feel like. I feel like the the Sunny one was necessary because it got you to the cat fight. Yeah. But I felt like you could have had... Was it the hairspray thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt right. like you could have had Sonny come down to the ring with Lawler. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, we're already shutting the lights off two or three times. Right. Let's just shut the lights off two or three times and have her come out. Right. She said, we'll be the power bill, guys. Yeah. like, But like, this was like also a big part of like the USWA feud that they had at the time. Um you know, Lawler's promo, he's basically plugging WWE's pay-per-view. Like, right. Just, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. just get, and which, like, he if you're going to get heat date. on ECW, like, that's just one way to do it. Okay. Like, it's the way. Yeah, the it's way. the way. And, you know, this is Tommy's first pay-per-view match because okay. he wasn't on Barely Legal, so this is his first big pay-per-view. Um, you know, and, and I, I find it, like, really, really crazy that this time in wrestling... That like Lawler is like he's got busted open. He's got blood. He right. Did yeah, yeah. I did. I did see that. Yeah. That yeah. And cool. I've wrestled Lawler cool. up, like several times on indie shows, like on like like fundraiser shows, like a Fridays and Saturdays. And my fear was always like I cannot give him a black eye. I can't do anything to hurt him because I don't want to be the guy that sent Jerry Lawler back mm-hmm. to Monday Monday Night Raw with a black eye. Got you it. know, like then I'm that guy that like. Fucked up. Right. Right. Went, that, went too hard at practice or something. Yeah, you know basically. I mean? like, something like that. Like, yeah, like, dude, I don't want to be known as that guy. I'm just sparring. But here he's wrestling Tommy Dreamer, and he's just like, no, nope, I'm just going to gig and hear him bleed all over the place. I'm going to show up on camera on Monday with a you know, bandage on my head. Oh, well. Like, just a completely different, completely that, different world. Well, that could also be what you were talking about, though. Like, they wanted the carryover. Yeah. So, like, if he did show up with that, then how did you get it? They still have the carryover from that. Yeah. And that's how they had a working relationship this time, because enemy of my enemy is my right, friend. Right, right. So, 
Um, anything we can say about this uh, match other than I liked it. Oh, yeah, I like I like these too. things. The crowd seemed to like it. Yeah, they do. You know, like I said, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. No, I'm just a little different. Like, I get it though. And it's it's a good uh, it's a good transition, like a from the Dudley match to the, the coming match. It's a good palate cleanser. Yeah, can't you know you don't want to just. You don't want to put something on there that's going to blow the main event away. You kind of want the peaks and the valleys. So it's yeah. definitely a good. It was a good match for what it was supposed to do. It was just a fun match because of the the novelty of seeing Jerry Lawler and Tommy Dreamer fight it out, which is still a feud that they bring back every once in a while. Yeah. Shows in the Northeast, like like Jerry Lawler will grab the microphone and he'll. Talk I fucked you up in '97. I'm gonna fuck you up again. Yeah, I'll talk about how much you hate. He's like, I still hate ECW and Tommy <laughs> Dreamer, and then they'll have a match, and it's still something that I saw him do at the. The Mid Hudson Civic Center, like a couple of years ago, gotcha. it was fantastic the whole time. So you know, something I always bring back. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, maybe a lot of like one too many run-ins and stuff like that. But it's whatever. Especially right. with how we're going to culminate this pay-per-view shortly. Yes, exactly. Um, also, too, like, what do you guys think of what Jake the Snake Roberts after he did his little spot? He went to the camera and said, "Your God, He giveth." And he taketh away. My God, he giveth, but he ain't got the balls to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I almost rewound it. I was trying to figure out what he said, but I was like, oh, I got to get this. And what, what, now that you know, happened? it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was like, it's, yeah. it's a little wordy Austin for 316-ish. Like, yeah, he could have, yeah, like, yeah. economy of words, Jake. Jake, Jake, but, Jake 413. Yeah, like, he could have probably trimmed that down a little and bit. And it was probably meant to go the other way, I would think. Like, his God giveth and taketh away, but your God doesn't have the balls to do anything to me. Kind of. Yeah, I, think I would think that would be more so the concept. <laughs> Very wordy. Though. But who the fuck am I to argue with Jake the Snake Robert? Exactly. Exactly. But I feel like we should we should make note of that. Definitely should that he. he don't, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. His head don't speak that. too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are now to the the point where uh, Todd saw a much cooler uh, <laughs> video for three way dances in the history of them. Yeah. Than uh, you did. Zane. Oh, yeah. When I saw it on the network, I was extremely pissed. <laughs> I was like, that is the most bullshit thing I've ever seen before in my entire life. <laughs> what is this? Because they, they, they used to use a lot of, well, those videos used to have a lot of copyright music in them. Mm. And like, you know, the voiceover was completely, the voiceover track was completely gone. They just showed you like clips, clips from things, like yeah. the first ever three way dance from 1994, mm. which. When researching this, uh, thinking about how, like, when Joey was debating on the show, talking about, there will be three guys in the ring at the same time. And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. There, There is a time in wrestling history where that is a, a very, That's a novelty. Okay. Where, like, now it's just like, uh, one guy couldn't make it. I have this random guy. Uh, yeah, I was going to throw him in there with you. Open or three-way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a very thrown-away thing right now. It's Gosh. more rare to see a singles match on indie shows these days. This is true. This is, this is very true. But then they got me like thinking, like, what was the first ever three-way? And then that just took me down a wormhole. Oh, I bet. That I, that I feel like I should at least bring up, like, like, like right now, just because I did the research. No, like, you... <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a full page worth of okay. notes. Okay? I wrote it the fuck down. We'll talk about it. Okay, I'll, leave, I'll leave it back and let you have yeah. this one. Because, <laughs> Tell us uh, the story, Daddy Jake. ECW did, did it in February of 1994, of course, with the same people that are going to be in this main event, Shane Douglas, Sabu, and Terry Funk. Um, and then, of course, you know, everybody kind of always got the praise. Like, oh, this is the first time ever. But it wasn't the first time ever. Actually, I believe Smoky Mountain in March of 1993 
did a tag three-way with Rock and Roll Express, The Heavenly Bodies, Dutch Mantel, and Jimmy Golden. Also, too, prior to even 1994, in the ECW arena, but for NWA, I believe Dennis Carluzzo's uh, Blood Feast, October 93, they had the Public Enemy versus the Rottens versus Bad Company in a three-way. So they're the first to do a singles three-way? Yes, I believe so. And, of course, immediately, not too several years later, WWE tried to... uh, rip it off obviously because they were taking a lot of things like taking the tables and stuff like that and, and a lot of the other things and the blood and the chair shots that ECW was doing now along to the, they, the WWE did one in June uh, 23rd on 1997 with Owen Hart Triple H and Goldust mm, that nice. was supposedly the first ever three-way in WWE which this bothered me for a very long time because I remember when I was a fan I was a big fan at this time and I was like, no, I remember Roddy Piper talking about it in 1996. Like, no, I remember Piper talking about, like, we're going to have a three-way match, we're going to have a three-way match, we're going to have a three-way match. And, and I was like, no, this can't be. So I had to do an even more digging. Jesus. <laughs> Come to find out, the, the first WWF three-way was going to happen, I believe, in February of 1996. And it was going to have Bret Hart, Undertaker, and Kevin Nash, which was Diesel mm. at the time. Nice. But... Kevin Nash got hurt, so they had to do with just Brett and Undertaker, and they, they tried to, but they were kind of doing it on house shows, but they kind of made it a round robin mm-hmm. thing to just to kind of prolong it. Like, but like that was going to be the first one in WWE. But then the first one that they actually did was Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Sid Vicious. It was a non-televised event, but I believe it is a, is available on one of their DVD sets. So we made it. So is it Berenstein Bears or Berenstein Bears? <laughs> <laughs> Where does that wormhole take us? Ooh, that, that, that's it's a, a different wormhole that I don't want to go down. It's a different so. podcast. I, I had to get that information out in the world because that that actually took about two and a half hours of my nice. time, <laughs> and I researched it as soon as Joey Styles said in the beginning. So I wasted time that I could have spent watching this entire yeah. pay-per-view. You were half be- an hour away from done. Yes, I would have been a half an hour away from done, but I decided to look that up and share that with the rest of you. So enjoy that, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a test, everyone. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm a good test taker. <laughs> culturally biased. So, main event, Shane Douglas versus Sabu versus Terry Funk. Gentlemen, what are our thoughts on this match? It was long as fuck. Yeah. It was a real long match. Not that that was bad, just real long. And I love Terry Funk. He can do no wrong. And Shane Douglas is awesome. Sabu can eat all the dicks, but, you know, whatever. He did the chair thing a lot. The whole whole mess of it. Whole mess of unsafe Sabu stuff. Well, in... <laughs> the, the validity of the, ter- the, of the table spot that involved Todd Gordon right. and Bill Alfonso, mm-hmm. like... The idea that Sabu is just up on the top term waiting, waiting that long, just hanging out, just hanging out, and then all of a sudden he doesn't realize that his manager is on the table when he's been clearly looking at the table forever. Like right. little suspect. Yeah. Like, it was could, could have could have been cleaned up just a little bit better. Be. Like hey, look over there. What? And then Rebecca. <laughs> but no. But um. Also, too, it should be noted that Sabu actually won the title eight days earlier at an ECW arena event in a barbed wire match. Right. Oh, yeah. They did bring that up, though, right? Didn't they yes. say that? He actually, like, 
Heck, stitches in his arm. Right, they talked about super glued together. Super glued. The right doors of the beginning where they talk about super glued himself. Cool. But yeah, and the part of the reason why they did that, and nobody knows why they even did that because it was very odd. Like, you know, why don't you just keep the. For eight more days. Yeah, just keep the bell for eight more days. But apparently, the reason they felt that they did that is because Lawler was supposed to be in a six man tag at that ECW arena event as a surprise and they felt like since they didn't have that big surprise to give the the arena crowd something big since they weren't getting a pay-per-view there's like we'll give you a title switch and a a barbed wire match but then there's a lot of contention with that is that a lot of the the syndicated television networks wouldn't air the barbed wire match in its entirety so they had to like you know change what they put out on on their syndicated programs so they kind of fucked themselves over to appease 1200 people yeah which was very Kind of ECW-ish, sticking to your hardcore fans, appeasing them yeah. at the, the risk of alienating a large amount of people. Gotcha. So to expand, Terry Funk, fifty-three years old at this time. Right. <laughs> I heard him say that. I was like, "Damn, bro!" Like, amen to him. I kind of thought he was gonna like win it and retire the whole time. It's gonna take it with me. Yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, it was, seemed like a classic. Yeah. Back and forth, same moves over and over again. How and many? Ta- how many times can you tap? Can you get out of? I don't know. A lot of two counts. Back, how many belly to bellies can I hit? Yeah, you that was another one. I was like, they didn't know. Nobody had ever like come out of that before. <laughs> no one's ever survived. Whatever. Like, not, no one's ever kicked out. No one ever kicked out from that. So Terry Funk did a fuck ton of times. Yeah, like seven. Every time. Forever. Yes. Forever. A lot of two counts. Yes, for sure. A lot and, of chairs to the face. Yeah. And, and, and Sabu, like just, I think, you know, like the, the, the charm of him. Like, people use him as a punchline a lot, but I think the thing you have to remember with him when you see him and, like, he would, like, fuck something up, like, he stepped in the chair and the chair broke right, right. or something happened or, like, like the, the mistakes. The mistakes are the beautiful thing about what he does is because every time he goes for one of those maneuvers, you don't know. <laughs> it is literally a 50-50 right, on what he's going to do. And that is the joyous thing. So when he does hit something spectacular, like, you know, triple jump, yeah, jumping out into the crowd. That was cool. It, that's amazing because yeah, that cool. he's fucked that up. Yeah. And the fact that he hit it perfectly, you're like, it's either like hit it perfectly or I am completely fucking eating yeah. shit on right. this. Yeah. And there is no just in between off this the top rope. That was cool down. though. I was yeah, like, whoa. Like that, that is, that is the joy. On that. that is the joy of watching him. And if you see it as that, you can fully enjoy his work. I think the dude what, like with the whistle makes you hate him though. Like, I think if he wasn't down there blowing the freaking whistle the whole time, you might like him a little bit more. That's and that's the point. That's why that guy's making all the money. It's because that whistle, like, and that still holds true to this day. Like, uh, people with whistles are the worst part about wrestling shows. Oh, I hate it. It's like I don't know. It just it gets in my head. I'm like, yeah, just stop the it. Fuck up. Stop it. Uh, favorite part is the trash can with oh. Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. He's back and forth, but hitting himself with <laughs> one eye, like you, me, you, me. Then you, he goes me. like this, and then he just walks away. Just keeps doing it. I could watch that all day. All day. <laughs> all day. That could, if that could have somehow cost him to get pinned, would have been amazing. <laughs> if he did it to himself and then they pinned him? Yeah, like, basically, if I ever do a hardcore match again, a, chair, a, a, a trash can's involved, that's the finish, guys. <laughs> Terry Funk, Shane Douglas, and I just overfunk myself. And I just funked up, guys. <laughs> but it, nice. well, that was. I think. Nice. You should write for that. I'm PG-13. working on my three minutes. Right, so uh, yes, I should. Oh man, I wonder what Jamie's doing right now. <laughs> hey, Jamie, hey, 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 here's a couple jokes you want to try. Here, use right? this. But like, well, it's funny you just bring that up. I think the old 
uh, wrestling spot that we've seen him, you, you mm-hmm. and I have seen him many times, Zane, is the guy gets the chair, he swings the chair at the guy, the guy ducks out the way, and mm-hmm. he hits the top rope with the chair, and it bounces back <laughs> into his face. I believe Terry <laughs> Funk might have been the person that came up with Good. that. Good, <laughs> as he should. I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I would like somebody to tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I remember seeing him do it, and it leads me to believe that maybe he was the innovator of that. I would like to see some other asshole go in a big wormhole for two and a half hours to find out who the first person that hit himself with a chair was. Well, I just might be. Might just okay. be Jay. <laughs> might just be Jay. Somebody has to find out these answers. Yes. But he has to get creative like that. I of course. Mean, he has to get creative like that. He can only punch somebody in the head so many times. Yeah, he's just a weird dude, too. Yeah. Like He's always known for like just doing crazy outlandish. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Obscure things like that. Known as a magician in this business. I believe it. Um, but his, his brother, Dory, makes an appearance. Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Older brother. Older brother. <laughs> I thought he was going to hit that chick, though. <laughs> I was like, he's old enough where he don't care. He could have only been so lucky. <laughs> That's when Todd's girlfriend's like hiding. like, oh, he's getting... <laughs> I'm getting way too into it out here. About to jump off the counter. Hit that bitch. <laughs> jump off the couch. <laughs> came back from being a kid I was like after you watch so much of it you're like let's just do it let's do some of this <laughs> we can do this let's how do hard could it be how hard could this be let me just try it out jump off the couch and elbow drop my brother <laughs> but anyways Terry couldn't kick out of all of those belly belly suplexes <laughs> Shane Douglas which, retain, wins the title which that, real, that that next to last one was real sweet where he tried to like pop him up for it and he turned it into a small package yes that was cool as fuck that was very good Especially for a 53 years year old, old man. It looks so smooth. And then he, you know, the, then the one that actually did it. So. Yes. Well, that dude tapped, that dude did the three count quick. Dude, yeah. Well, by the way, he's probably that was like a quick three count. If I don't, Terry will kick out again. Yeah. We've got to go yeah. home. He was. It was like one, two, three. It wasn't like one, because you know when they do them early on, it's yeah, like one, slow. two. This one was like, bam, 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 let's go home. Terry's still going, come on, motherfucker. And they gave him the belt. <laughs> and like, yeah, he's screaming motherfucker a whole lot. <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> he got whipped with the belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just carrying the company on his back. He's 53 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to get to the melee at the end, which the Dudleys come out. As they do. Um, as they do. They try and get Chain to join the Dudleys. Then the triple threat and the Dudleys brawl. Um, also, too. Uh, <laughs> then come random people for. Well, I think this They start- were all the- random to me at this point. Yeah. 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 yeah this started a trend of. I, I, this might have been the first time they did this, but I, they definitely did it, did it when Taz lost the belt. Then any time that they did a three way dance for the title. And I think they they might have done this a couple of times, but they definitely did it in Taz's case. Is where they the person that holds the belt gets eliminated first. So they're in, mm-hmm. and then they have people from the locker room come out like and kind of give acknowledgement to the, the guy like, oh, he's no longer going to be the champion. These guys are definitely going to now fight yeah. for the championship. Right, right, okay. That's yeah, something that they was... definitely did there. Right. I think that's something they did here, but like they just kind of blended in with the crowd. Mm-hmm. So like you're just seeing people getting in the ring. Well, it was after the dude made his comeback, right? And then yes. he came back in there and did some stuff. And then the one dude jumped out onto him and the cops. Yeah. And then people started making their way out. Yeah, because Sabu's got needs all those people to catch him. Right, right. And, and then yeah. this is set up for, you know, Sandman and Sabu yeah. at the next pay-per-view to set up for that. Gotcha. So, um, then everybody gets in the ring, including uh, Thomas Inchworm Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> 
and of course uh, Axel and Balls make their way to the ring. FBI's there. A uh, bunch well, of unprotected yes. unprotected chair shots. Mm-hmm. Full mess of them. Shit ton of double choke slams. Mm-hmm. Yep, several of those. Every right. choke slam ever. Just madness all over the place. And then the most coolest for you, worst experience for me. The gangsters come out. Not the gangster, just, uh, just just New Jack, just New Jack and Kronos for some reason because because they they team together. Yeah, they, eventually they team together. You got to see uh, one of the most legendary things in ECW, which is New Jack's entrance, where he just beats everybody's ass with natural and killers playing in the background. Nice. <laughs> that's that's how a lot of ECW shows ended. Okay, was with you know natural born killers playing in the background the entire time. All right, okay. the entire the higher beat time. Zane unfortunately did I not got hear the that. Kid Bop's version of Natural Born Killers, except it was like recently born troublemakers. They, but it they was did, terrible. One of the lyrics I did hear in there is like in the ghetto. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they just like we have to make the street, so they had to say stuff like yeah, that in there. It was so like, oh damn it. Because like this, I think this is like they hadn't figured out the formula that mm-hmm. that, that Steve Carino told Steve Carino told us about because ECW like had this formula of how they would end their house shows. Okay. It would always be like like good guy versus bad guy. And they would be fighting and then another, another bad guy, guy comes in and, you know, they throw the match out, DQ. Now it's two bad guys beating up a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Then another good guy comes in, cleans music, out. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, with music. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Then all of a sudden, like, they get back on him or another heel comes in. Mm-hmm. So now it's three on two. Then another another good guy. And then back and forth, back and forth. So you get to like, you know, five bad guys on four good guys just beating everybody. And the five bad guys stand in the ring like, yeah, we just beat the shit out of everybody. The natural boy killers <laughs> would hit. New Jack would come out and fuck everybody up. Gotcha. And then that's how they ended it. And the crowd would go fall for it every single night. Like it would be this unbelievable encore of, a, of like a concert. Like they had it down to a science as such. So... I think this is like the very early days of that happening. This is when New Jack broke off, and that's all he did. Didn't mm-hmm. wrestle anywhere else in the <laughs> he show. Showed up at didn't the end. do didn't do any wrestling movers except on this run. And first thing he did was an arm drag. Yeah, like like of all things, like, Earn my paycheck tonight, boys. <laughs> Most over arm drag all night long. Um, and of course, Saturn does an elbow drop with a torn ACL, yeah. which had just happened in May of '97. So Chronos starts to dance at some point. Just, Real bad. I think they lost me at this point. I, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like uh, you guys know everybody that's running in, but I'm like, all right, so like a few minutes left. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to watch the next. You're one. You're like, well, there's only three minutes. There's obviously nothing can really yeah. happen. Yeah, that was kind of me too. I was like, then the they fuck up. cut away to the funk dude at the end, just bleeding, right? Yeah, and that was the in the crowd. In the crowd. Yeah, that's why I was like, all right. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funker. Oh, oh but, but it was a, a melee. It was just, a slobber just knocker. Yeah, good word, slobber knocker. Just ready for it to get over, but yeah. and of course they did the four uh, the the four fifty on mm-hmm. Joel Gardner. That's pretty much how it ends. Yep. Um, a couple of quick notes. Uh, let you know the gate of this show was seventy five thousand um, dollars, which I figured if the average ticket price was about forty dollars, I'm sure ringside was much more expensive than general mm-hmm. admission. So. You average that out with the 1800 That gives you an idea roughly about that, um, which that seems about right. Um, 
let's see. Oh, and merch sales over six figures. Oh, wow. So that's part of the reason why they could have certain stumbles in places like the ECW t-shirts and everybody, you know, this is before like every wrestler controlled their own merch and sold mm. their own merch. Like it was just ECW making shirts For and they like, here's a cut of that and mm. they controlled all of that. Mm. So um, they made a little bit of money that way. So um, what are your overall thoughts of the show, gentlemen? Uh, good wrestling show. Uh, stupid everything else. Everything that wasn't wrestling, like the ICP thing, and then the chopper for fuck me. <laughs> I hope that thing crashes. <laughs> Fake uh, chopper. Which, yeah, just real dumb. Badly written, greatly executed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd, uh, some of the productional things that you saw. Still solid show. Still recommend it. I mean, I thought you guys gave me a good one to watch, to be honest, even though I haven't watched anything in a long time, just because it got a little bit of everything that you would think of when it comes to old school wrestling. And then even like chairs, tables, good technique at points, drama in the middle, and then, yeah, the cutaways were real bad. But uh, you get a little bit of everything. When it was far, that was good for me. It was a good, good well-rounded one for me to watch. I enjoyed it. As long it as they can just get back to the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I like that. I like yeah. that stuff play a lot of wrestling video games it doesn't count right I'm sure a couple of those matches look like video yeah, games yeah they did that just can, kind of gave me like a video game old school video game feel at some point it's kind of how you play when you're like playing on easy and you're just bam bam yeah. bam beating the shit out of Spike Dudley or like special moves six easy, times yeah. in a row yep. you know, like, the, like the belly slam over again Guy over it, until out, you man. can finally pin him that's yeah. what it, it kind of looked like you're right like uh, I, I can only do my special move I do it six times and I'll pin him and move to the next level yeah <laughs> bring out somebody else but overall with even the production issues yeah, just still it's a solid show yeah exactly I gotta be honest like I said before I didn't go into it expecting the production to be like awesome I was yeah. expected to watch something from the 90s and I did, maybe I didn't have anything to compare it to but it didn't it didn't over set, shadow anything else yeah. that happened oh. wasn't, a, wasn't a deal breaker no no but, but overall ECW as a whole like I said I think you're in that sweet spot in life where it would hit you in interest, would you ever be like, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing another ECW show again? I want to bring it back every now and then. I don't want to elbow drop people. <laughs> I have to mix it in. But like I said, man, the characters and, and watching wrestling again, like I used to watch it a lot more. Um, I don't Nowadays, I don't know about the characters that they have now. It seems like just like NASCAR or anything else. But that's, but that's exactly what ECW is trying yeah. to capture your type of demographic. Right. Yeah. I would watch idea, something like that. Again. You know, like what you see it in right now is, is very good in, in ring product. And sure. There's athletically it's the best it's ever been. Right. But it is very polished, yes. cartoony in a yes. sense. Yes. Uh, to, to an extent that they've got I like better flaws. about that. Yeah, exactly. Like this Bring is very dirty. This is very angry. Right. And it's, it's like in a, in a era that you were very, pubescent you're a young man listen to like all kinds of, and all your favorite music is there you right. got girls you got very lots of violence right blood all those things all, all the things like a jaded hard person different styles facing yeah. each other and they yeah it was it was fun to watch okay. well it's it's nice to know that somebody that just kind of walks into it you know it's like hey ecw yeah i, I would dig that it's, cool. it's timeless almost it's timeless in that yeah, sense because yeah, yeah. it's it's more of an age thing like mm-hmm. when i discovered it i was like gosh like I'm so glad I watched it now no, at yeah. this age because if I would have been watching when I was 14 right. or you know, like 13 when all that was going on. Do you it, see more humor in it now? Yeah. I, I, think I so get too. all like, of the jokes. I, I get all of the laugh. references. Like, yeah, and laugh. Like before, if you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, you know, watching the violent aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of funny. 
Well, you, minute, huh? you can kind of almost appreciate the violence more now that you're you know, almost like as I get closer to my mortality. <laughs> that I'm just kind of like as a 13 year old kid, I'm like, yeah, hit each other, do a dive. Can't you yeah. just dive higher? With you know? You hit more chair shots, guys. But like now, I'm just like, oh god, what about his family? (laughs) Is he have insurance? Oh my god, like he's oh, he's gonna have to do hot yoga or something. (laughs) Like there's a sense of understanding of the human doing it, versus the the actual just a wrestler. Yeah, Yeah. like I think you appreciate the violence a little bit more Mm -hmm. as as you get older. Yes, you do. Like I said, it's 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 that sweet spot. You don't sit there and picture like. Some like five people that you would love to hit it in the face with a chair, like five to seven people that you're like, God, we just. Mm. And that's the good thing about professional wrestling. That's why you have the different characters because there might be somebody that you identify with. There might have been somebody in your life, like Shane Douglas, that's like, no, I want to see him get his ass kicked. Right, right. You know? Murder him. Can't do it. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Or you've wanted to pick up a 12 year old and throw him around like Scott <laughs> Dudley. Dude, <laughs> which shit is still possible. If like, I wake up sweating at night, it's going to be because of that, dude. <laughs> that was just like, look like this shouldn't be allowed to happen. <laughs> and then my head was like, how did he beat him the first time? <laughs> Makes you want to go back and watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's the only time I would go back and how did he even do anything? Why to did that he guy? do that again? Ankle lock? <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just ankle lock for a half hour? Yeah. <laughs> Just ran around in a circle till he got tired. Exactly. Put the glasses back on. <laughs> uh, well, now that we reach the end, uh, Todd, you have a live microphone in front of you. Please let people know if they've enjoyed you in here, how they can get in contact with you, and the other things that you do in life and touring and comedy and everything else. Um, well, I'm Todd Riley. On, I'm on social media. I'm Facebook, Todd Riley, Comedy Todd, Instagram, Twitter, that stuff. I'm not great at it, but I'm on there. But you can catch my shows. I'm on the road pretty often. Pretty good on stage. So, like, next weekend I'm at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, and I do travel a lot. I'll be setting up the next four months of shows over the next couple weeks. Staying busy. I work for several comedy clubs. So most weekends you can catch me on the road, and then I do post some occasional funny stuff online. But um, that's pretty much it. Full-time comic. Mm-hmm. At Comedy Todd? Yep. On Instagram and Twitter, Todd Riley on Facebook. Shoot me a friend request. I got... I need plenty of friends on there to keep up with me and uh, keep coming out to shows. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a 12 year old that's willing to be launching the air. God, please. Sign yeah, a waiver. Up. Sign a waiver. <laughs> you're real skinny. You don't have to be 12. Just child. be real skinny. <laughs> yeah. it's real skinny. I don't even think. God. <laughs> Zane, uh, this is going to be dropping this Thursday as, as from where we record it. What do you got coming up? So, like two days Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a George South EWA show in Concord, North Carolina. Mm hmm. Uh, then the week after, I'll be. We have PWX uh, in Gastonia, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah, January is pretty light right now. We got a couple of things going on. Yeah, I got stuff, but I don't want to fucking talk about them. Yeah, we <laughs> we, we got some. We actually got something very big uh, coming up about how did this get booked. So you know, pay attention to that. And the best way to pay attention to that, or let us know if we've like made a mistake, or if you know certain pieces of information yeah. like who did the first uh, move uh, bounce the, the, the chair off the top yeah, rope yeah. spot uh, please contact me at manscoutmanning on twitter or email me at jake at sslshow.com and for more information about this show or you know merch for the show we do have, have how do you, how did this get booked t-shirts available as well as my merch as well which is available at howdidthisgetbooked.com make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and hey guys make sure you write a review every time you write a review it gets more eyeballs and earbuds on this podcast so please 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 do that also to make sure you subscribe at youtube.com backslash manscout manning or follow on soundcloud.com backslash manscout manning it's been another edition of how did this get booked Woo! this has been a dsct.tv production